Coming to you live from a barbecue shack near you, it's the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. We've got the sweet tea, the white bread, and a whole lot of slow smoke takes lined up. So put down your turkey burger, turn up the volume, and grab your hog, because it's about to be on. Oh, yeah. Now, say hello to your self-proclaimed food and sports experts, the utterly enthusiastic Holt Smash, and the one and only Tinder King of Memphis, Mr. JB the underscore Brooks. And now, here's your host, always full of ship, Alex Bullship One. Welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoke Podcast, where we talk about SEC football and good Southern food. I'm your host, Alex. I got my boy Holt Smash out there, who I think is so motherfucking excited for this podcast. Am I right, Holt? Man, you're so right. I've never been more excited for anything in my life. Let's get this thing going. JB, can you be even more excited than Holt Smash right now about this podcast? Let's get ready to rumble. I gotta let y'all know, I had a three-hour nap before this, so I might be even more hyped than both of y'all combined. Let's go! Let's do it. So, where did we leave off from last week? We talked about conference realignment last week. This week, we're going to be talking about adding a, a extra conference game to the schedule to make it nine SEC games, and what would that, what would that be? Debbie, you're the math major here. How many non-conference games would that make it? It'd only make it three non-conference games. Three non-conference so. games. JB's got a TI-83. He's ready to go. So three non-conference games, nine SEC games. We'll talk about the pros and cons of each, and we might even add a little bit more to that and talk about possibly breaking up the divisions um, to just let everybody play everybody as opposed to uh, playing the same teams every year. We'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Don't worry. Before we even do that, I want to talk about what did we eat this week. And I'll start off with Mr. J.B. Brooks because he went Greek this week and literally ate so much food. And we saw all the snaps. Looks kind of good. So, J.B., why don't you break it down and tell us how proud you are to be a fat ass this weekend. Oh, my God, man. I was so proud to be a fat ass this weekend. (laughs) So, uh... Uh, <laughs> JB, don't crack yourself up too much. I know. I, I laugh at my own jokes. I can't help it. I think I'm just a really funny guy. You're, but, you're, um, you're a character. <laughs> that's right. So, hey, uh, hey uh, before we do this, y'all, I think we should cut more in the show. Are you okay with that? I know you are, Holt. I mean, it just depends on. All... <laughs> all right. JB's still laughing at his own joke from like 60 seconds ago. That's cool. Add, add a, a cuss word. He might, he might laugh even more. Are you, are you fucking hilarious, JB? <laughs> I just think it, it depends on uh... – all right, JB's broken. We're going to have to hit the reset button on JB. Someone's going to have to uh, unplug JB and plug him back in. What's the what's the song? Like, is it, um, is it Cha-Cha Slide or Cuba Shuffle where they go, reverse, reverse? That's what JB needs to do. Yeah. Just, just get it get it in reverse, JB, and maybe you'll uh, – maybe you get back to normal. Maybe, maybe re- so. Reboot. All right, all right hold, go ahead. So you want, uh, you want to cut a little bit or no? Well, it just depends on which words. Like, I, I don't know. There's certain words that, like, I feel like we shouldn't say. Yeah, I got but, you. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I say damn a lot and, you know, some other words. So hopefully nobody's finished by that. But, no, I don't, you know. I, maybe they don't give a damn. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, JB. No, no, no one has texted us complain or uh, no one's tw- tweeted at us complaining. So I think we're okay for now. I feel like we break it from damn to, like, a shit or maybe even an f-bomb yeah i feel like one of our moms is gonna gonna text text us all and call us out about it but I don't oh know. yeah i don't know for sure i don't I know whose mom that would be <laughs> it would not be my mom my yeah. mom probably thinks we should curse more oh well, shout out to Miss Kent. <laughs> Miss Kent. oh man oh man <laughs> uh all right well we'll say one thing we'll let jb talk about his greek fest 
Oh, if you if you really want to, well, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout shout out to Ole Miss AD Ross Bjork, and I'll give him a hell yeah for that performance in uh, Oxford this past weekend. Yeah. Hey, Ole Miss um, is not winning the rivalry in Oxford this year at all. No, they're like not. Any sport, any sport. No, was... Mississippi State's won all four sports last time up there in the last in the last like since November. So how many months ago is that? Like. Seven months ago. In the past seven months, Mississippi State has won in every major sport in Oxford. Yeah, but Ole Miss is coming strong. They got Matt Luke this year, so they're going to come forward in football. Don't worry. And they got, like, two head coaches, right? Coach Rodriguez and uh, – who's the defensive coordinator, JB? Sorry, I actually just completely missed that question. My uh, thing went on mute. What were you asking uh, the defensive coordinator for Ole Miss? Miss. Yeah. They got Rich Rodriguez, who's better than Matt Luke, but who's the defensive coordinator? Well, it's the former coach from uh, Buffalo. I mean, not Buffalo, Colorado Buffalo. Is that uh, Mike McIntyre? Yeah, McIntyre, old McIntyre. All right, Jamie, tell me about your Greek fest so we can get excited and wish you were there. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I ate some. So we had some uh, VIP passes given to us from FedEx, Shut and out. Uh, it was fifteen dollars value for food. And I went ham on it. I used it on a uh, dinner inside the uh, cafeteria. Not the cafeteria, but. Inside the inside the uh, I don't know why I call it a cafeteria, but where they're serving like the meals, uh, I didn't do it. I didn't the use tent? the tent. The tent. The tent. No, I did not use a tent. I used it in, indoors at where they were serving like the uh, old fashioned type meals, and I got used it on lamb chops. So I had lamb chops, spanakopia, uh, green beans. I heard spanakopia. Spanakopia. It's like a spinach pie. Okay. Uh, for for Greece, so spanakopia, green beans bread and a greek salad with it and also my girlfriend got uh souvlakia which translation is pork tenderloin marinated pork tenderloin and let me tell you that pork tenderloin was fabulous because and she did not like it so that was even better so i got to eat all of hers and she didn't actually like any of her food so i ended up eating like i ended up eating like two plates full of food uh, her plate and my plate Oh, can I get another hell yeah for that? Hell yeah. So I had lamb chops and pork tenderloin. And that was just from the uh, indoor part where I got the food. I also went outside into the tent areas and got me more food. I got a a slice of uh, Greek pizza and uh, also got some uh, flaming cheese. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Wait, hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. Is it cheese that's on fire? It was on fire. They serve. They put it. They catch it on fire before they serve it to you, and it's based, it's essentially just fried cheese without the breading, and it is awesome too. It's not a mozzarella cheese like you would expect. It's a uh, Greek like feta cheese mixture, but it is really good. So yeah, I was I was definitely in heaven yesterday eating a lot of good food. I mean, I, Greek food's not my all time favorite of you know the foreign cuisines, but Greek food is really good. And it doesn't stop there, JB, because you then proceeded to text us your dessert. Yeah, so dessert, I had a colossal milkshake at the milk bar in Memphis. And that milkshake, that milkshake was absolutely, what? That is fat ass on top of being a fat ass. It was. I mean, I'm on Greek food, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to get a milkshake. I mean, in fairness, if you if you go have a cheat day, you really need to do it big and right. So you did you did what you're supposed to do. I did, and I can tell you, I prepped that entire day, knowing what I was going to have to go through that evening. So I, I was definitely in preparation for cheating. So that morning, I limited my calories. I only ate like I think half of a uh, turkey sandwich and one mini cupcake that morning, and had and had water. Holy. So you- Oh, when you picture JB saying he he preps for this, what did what did you think before he just said that? You you think he? I was like, thinking I was thinking he t- chugged like a whole bottle of Pepto Bismol and like <laughs> that's what I thought he was. Doing. I pictured I pictured JB watching like the Harold episode where they cut tacos and Harold like chokes on it. <laughs> and then after that, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna watch Matilda when Bruce eats that cake." <laughs> But yeah, I, I, abs- I absolutely enjoyed being a fat ass yesterday. I mean, that was some awesome food, and I'll definitely want to do it again next year. Tell us tell us more about the milkshake, though. Milkshake was awesome. It was a uh, cookies and cream milkshake. It's a colossal nice. size. 
I mean, I showed you a picture of it with it was absolutely humongous. I mean, it's it's enough for at least two people. Probably you could have a family of four eat, eat that entire milkshake. But you, you but, take it all by yourself, then. Yeah. I drank the entire thing by myself. <laughs> I drank the entire milkshake. It was probably about two thousand calories. Yeah, I was about to say that was probably your. I was about to say that was probably your calorie limit for the day, and no exactly. protein either. That's all, def- all fat and, and carbs. <laughs> yeah, and that sugar. that was. It was all probably about two thousand calories in that entire milkshake. So a whole day's worth of calories was in that one big milkshake. Plus, I probably took in another, I'd say three thousand calories at the Greek festival. So I overloaded yesterday, but. Best part is that you know I I was really good for the, for the week leading up to it, so it was okay to have a one little cheat day yesterday. And Not you, a little cheat day, major cheat day. That was a cheat weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might be good for a couple weekends. Did you? Um, and you walked around, so you you burned it all up, right? Not all of it, but I probably <laughs> you know burned a couple hundred calories off. When of I, it, so when every I little eat, calorie counts. When I eat that much. Um, the next day, you still feel it. So I'm assuming, like, you didn't eat that much today, too. Or did you just eat another milkshake and do a lot of more food eating? No, I, I didn't feel it today. Today, I had uh, burgers for lunch <laughs> at a uh, Mother's Day brunch. Had had burgers and... Uh, five Guys? No, one Five Guys. Okay. But went to my girlfriend's house uh, for a Mother's Day brunch. Had burgers and uh, hot dogs, uh, baked beans, stuff like that. And then tonight I ate a uh, plate of spaghetti leftover. So I mean, I, I've I've eaten pretty good this entire weekend. Oh, he thought that. Badass. No, I can't. I actually, uh, my birthday is coming up, and we had a birthday uh, party at my grandmother's house. I was like all excited, so I was like, "Oh, she's gonna make like some home cooking or whatever." And I got over there, and it was Little Caesars. So. <laughs> Well, I've been wanting to try that pretzel pizza because it looks good on TV. No, it was like the it was like the five meat pizza from Little Caesars, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, I like scraped up the roof of my mouth real bad. So like my whole my whole roof of my mouth has been hurting like all day. It's a it's a struggle. You um, yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't know if that ever happens, to y'all. Like when y'all eat like Captain Crunch or something like something well, kind of like that. But for no. some reason, I think it was because she like reheated it like in the oven when she got home. And I think it, top of it got like really hard, so I scraped up my mouth pretty bad. But it's um, it's normally with hot food, not necessarily Captain Crunch. I thought. Oh no, I get it with Captain Crunch all the time. Anytime I eat Captain Crunch, like the roof of my mouth hurts for like two or three days. Also, like whenever I'm eating Captain Crunch, I'm thinking like I'm doing good eating healthy, but like I just found out like it's not necessarily healthy uh, eating. No cereal, cereal's not good for you at all. But it's better than Pop Tarts, I think, or at least that's yeah. What, so that's all like I'm gonna yeah. do it better. Yeah, C- C- cereal's not too bad as long as you don't eat too much of it like if you eat like four or five bowls then that's not good but if you have like one bowl then it's not bad um i this weekend um had memphis barbecue company again believe it or not but we had it at work on friday yeah. jimmy you heard of that place yeah <laughs> yeah y'all um <laughs> yeah unfortunately <laughs> oh yeah yeah sure yeah i've heard of yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah barbecue that's from memphis right <laughs> They, uh, I, I don't know, I'm, whenever, at least you're here a whole, I mean, I'm assuming you're already come here together, um, or you could get to Memphis because it's there too, but, or in Horn Lake technically, but um, it's, it's pretty good to me, the, the ribs especially, I, I think the ribs are really good, uh, JB would definitely disagree, but um, I thought they were good for the second time in a row, so like, they're, they're really high up on my list. Um, I had that, and uh, the biggest fat ass thing I did this week was, um, we had some coupons come through the mail for Hardee's, and there's, of course, a Hardee's right down the street from me, so at Hardy's for lunch one day and then um save the veggies and then I wanted to get some cookies so I went to McDonald's right after to get chocolate chip cookies nice. but uh, tell, tell everybody tell everybody about uh what happened when you suggested that to your girlfriend that you go to IHOP instead of Waffle House <laughs> she asked me what kind of stupid ass question was that <laughs> <laughs> okay well I guess I didn't frame it up right but I guess you said hey do you think we should go to IHOP instead of Waffle House? And then she said, what? <laughs> she said, what? What kind of stupid-ass question is that? <laughs> That's what she said. I wish you were here. That's why, like, I tried to I tried to make you feel like you were here because it was, like, it was perfect when she said it. I was like, man, that's not something, like, Holt would say for sure. Because <laughs> there is an IHOP and a Waffle House really close to us. Both are, the Waffle House is much closer, but the Waffle, IHOP's, like, at most a mile away from me. So, um I was like, you know, we could always, because I saw I have commercial on TV and it looks pretty good. Like, we can do that instead of going to Waffle House tonight. She's like, what? Why? What are you thinking? (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, your girlfriend is is really growing on me because uh, I don't think I told <laughs> the story uh, on the pod. Not that I didn't like her initially, but yeah. the, like it, she's she's really endearing herself to me. I guess I should say because yeah. uh, you know, just like I was telling y'all off air, uh, JB drove us to the Cowboy in Memphis, which is no longer the Cowboy. And uh, when we got in the car, JB JB was sober driving us back. And uh, she said, JB played dust on a bottle. And then JB started talking about something random, you know, like he does sometimes. She's learning. She's learning. (laughs) JB just kind of got distracted like he's known to do from time to time. And uh, she goes, JB, shut the fuck up and play dust on a bottle. (laughs) And it was funny. It's like she didn't see it, but we did not (laughs) – she did not stop until JB pulled over into a gas station to stop his car so he could play dust on the bottle. So yeah, so he could find it on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was uh, she was really liking that show that song that night because they didn't play it on the dance floor. Hey, it's a good song. It is a good song, in fairness. Um, so let's get back to uh, football or SEC talk. Um, baseball for the week, Holt. We know that Mississippi State destroyed <laughs> Ole Miss this weekend. What else happened on the the diamond hopes? Um, before you even say that, uh, I did notice that all 13 SEC softball teams made the NCAA tournament, which is kind of crazy to think about. But almost what's crazy is that uh, it was expected, too. It's not like it was out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I don't really watch a lot of SEC softball, in, in fairness, but it definitely appears that the SEC pretty much owns that shit. They run that shit. Except for Vanderbilt because they just don't play. Yeah. Shout out to whoever tweeted that it must, uh, what they say, it just eats more. Somebody said that and it wasn't us. And uh, we're going to have to come after them with our lawyers. Yeah, that's right. We started the hashtag it just eats more, just so everybody knows. We started that. That's ours. No one else you're, is allowed to use it. You guys come through us first. They're going to get- pay, have to pay Alex a dollar every time they say it. <laughs> Yeah, and oh, it's interest, interest too is adding up. So anyway, SEC baseball, Mississippi State's good. We know that Georgia is still top ten. Fair or not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they did well this past weekend, taking two out of three at uh, Auburn. Um, Auburn's kind of struggling a little bit down the stretch, but they're still a really good team. And uh, so yeah, I think Georgia is about where they belong. They, you know, they got up into like the top three or four in the country. I don't think they're quite that good, but I think right right now around top ten, I think it's about where they should be. And uh, Tennessee had a really good weekend. I'm sure JB. I don't know how much that he got to watch, but uh, they took None. they took two or three from Florida, and uh, you know I thought played really well. They were all I think all three games I want to say were one run games, and uh, one of y'all needs to calm down. I don't know which one of y'all it is, but <laughs> one, of y'all, one of y'all needs to just calm down. Taylor's getting excited. Uh, but anyway, uh, so. Yeah, so Florida lost two or three against Tennessee. JB, are you okay? I think he's still like prepping for his <laughs> for his next Greek fest. I'm just laughing at all the noise that Alex is making. Like, what the fuck is he doing? It sounded like something like crashed. Like he just like dropped a bunch of shit on the floor. <laughs> I can just imagine like cleaning it up. No, um, I don't think anything's like. Oh my gosh! So it sounded like. Sounds like he like dropped a box of yeah, you know, a box of stuff on the this floor. Is very, like, this is a very this is very high this is a very high quality uh, professional podcast we're running here by the way. High quality, high quality. <laughs> All right, JB, I think the time has passed. <laughs> you thought chirp? You thought? Yeah, and Alex yeah. still still has not fixed his uh. Is a smoke detector. Well, I'm I'm saving up for the big green egg. Remember, that's right. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But go ahead and talk about SEC baseball and talk. Yeah. I would just All right, talk- so I'll, I'll just run through it real quick. So, yeah, Tennessee took two or three from Florida, which is good. Uh, I think Tennessee should be good for a regional, but they may, uh, you know, obviously they're going to have to avoid finishing season. They're, I mean, they're still going to have to finish season strong, I guess I should say. Um, and then Auburn, I think, has some work to do uh, after. <laughs> how they've done and then you know south carolina kentucky's out um who's the other team uh south carolina kentucky and uh alabama are all pretty much out and florida is not and looking too hot right now either um i don't think florida's completely out of it because i think they could still 
do really, you know, make a run in the SEC tournament, but I just don't think they're quite there. Um, Arkansas took two or three from LSU. It looked like they were going to sweep them because they pretty much killed them the first two games, but LSU was able to squeak out the win in the last game of the series. Uh, Mississippi State swept Ole Miss, and I just want to point this out um, because it's my podcast and I'm a Mississippi State fan, but Jake Mangum is now 14-2 and two in his career against Ole Miss. He's never lost a series, and he has a hit in every game that he's played against Ole Miss, so Jake Mangum. And he's also never lost a game in Oxford. He's 6-0 and oh in Oxford. So he's the man. Basically. And that's yeah, just, it's kind of a debate now because people aren't sure who's actually the king of Oxford if it's if it's Nick Fitzgerald or Jake Mangum. Mm. Kind of tough. They're both undefeated. And yeah. Nick Fitzgerald won both games pretty convincingly. He played up there. So, I don't know. It's up for debate. F- football still runs Mississippi State, but, man, sometimes I just think baseball is, comes, comes ahead of it every now and then. Yeah. Well, I think Mississippi State – Fans generally consider themselves more of a baseball school, but I mean, football is the money maker. I mean, football is what you know. That's the big deal. Yeah. Um, what does what does Florida suck so much this year in baseball? Holds? I mean, they're just young. I mean, you know, you think they're just going to be able to reload, and they're having to rely on a lot of freshmen on the mound this year, and they just haven't been able to get it done. I mean, they're just they've under they you know the pitching is just underperformed. The lineup hasn't been great either, but uh, you know the pitching in SEC play has just been atrocious and guys are getting lit up and they just, you know, they haven't been able to uh, make that jump from high school to college. Like you usually see with uh, those Florida guys, but they're all really talented. And, you know, I think it's kind of been a trial by fire this year and I think they will be better for it next year and the year after that. But I, you know, this year has definitely been uh, a rough one for Florida. Let's move on to the next segment. Believe it or not, we have some kind of order and organization to this show, or at least in my head. Uh, so we have we have two segments, three segments remaining now. So we're obviously going to talk about the uh, adding the extra conference game to the schedule, possibly and break up the divisions. And then we'll have rapid fire at the end, which uh, Holt's going to be even more excited for that. But we also want to talk for a split minute, uh, maybe like three or four or five minutes about grills slash smokers just because um i am in the market for a grill slash smoker and i think both of you are as well and i tweeted that question out which i thought was kind of funny i asked what the uh what kind of gas grill should i get and somebody said charcoal and that kind of made me rethink everything um back to square one if i should even get a gas grill but uh we'll we'll turn this over to jb because i feel like he's the the expert in this subject matter so jb what would be your favorite grill slash smoker combo or whatever you want to call it if you if money was not an option? Uh, if money's not an option, I mean, obviously a big green egg is good because it's going to be pretty much a uh, almost like a lifelong investment. I mean, they are sturdy. They're built to last forever for, the, for me, as long as you take care of it. I mean, it's definitely an ultimate investment there, but I don't, I, I don't have one. Uh, I have a uh, master build electric smoker that I use for smoking. I don't have a gas smoker or a charcoal smoker. I have an electric smoker because it's just a lot easier to keep up with and clean. And I still get all of the smoking taste with it. And with an electric smoker, you also got the the flexibility to smoke meat in different places just because it is electrical. And you can just buy used wood chips to put into the wood chip thing. And you can do all kinds of stuff with that. So I like having that. As for grills, it's really just all about a matter of preference. I go with the gas grill because I think charcoal, uh, it, it, adds, it definitely adds a little bit of flavor to it, but I don't think it adds enough flavor, to, in my opinion, to go through all the trouble of getting a charcoal grill grow, going and also controlling the heat on it, depending on the charcoal grill you have, uh, unless it's an egg. But if it's just a regular charcoal grill, uh, yeah, it's, it's harder to control the temperature and get it going unlike a gas grill you just turn it on and it heats up and about less than five minutes later you can throw your stuff on the grill and it then as soon as you're done you turn it off you know let it sit up you know with the lid up for about 10 minutes and then put it down and then you know obviously turn off the gas like gas grills are extremely convenient and i don't think it really robs a lot of the flavor that you get from a charcoal grill that's just my opinion yeah, I agree with you, JB. Um, in my personal opinion, I, I do think charcoal is better, but 
it's just so much work and I, I feel like it's not really worth it. And it's a lot harder to control the temperature. Um, you know, I know some people just use like a water bottle to spray, like when it gets too hot and things like that, but you know, you have to go through the whole thing of getting the, the charcoals lit and making sure that they're, that they're burning all the way through. And then it's just turned into like a mess, um, afterwards. And I just don't, th I just think it's more trouble than it's worth. I think gas grills just work better. They're easier. All you have to do is, you know, make sure that you got propane and then you just turn the knob and it's on, it's going. And, you know, uh, I know for me personally, I am a big fan of seasoning meats and stuff like that. And I think a lot of the flavor comes from that and the type of meat you get and the quality of meat you get. Um, and to me, that's more of, of the star of the show, in, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of how I feel about it. I just feel like it's just a better investment. If money was not an option, though. Like Alex said, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but there's this thing called an Evo, which is like a, uh, uh, I don't even know how to, how to describe it, but it's basically like uh, if you took a pan, like a skillet, and you turned it upside down, and it's just a huge one of those that's like wider than your arms can reach around, and uh, it's for like out, outdoor grilling, and uh, it gets like, it gets really hot, and you know, obviously because you're cooking on it. And you can just cook stuff like right on top of it, sort of like a uh, like a griddle type situation. Um, I've seen one of those on, uh, you know, just like on YouTube, watching people cook and stuff. And those things look pretty amazing. I'm sure they're a few thousand dollars, uh, if I had to guess. I haven't actually seen how much they cost, but one of those would be amazing. You could cook pretty much anything on it. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of those flat top surfaces uh, to, to grill on as well. Griddles, yeah. Yeah, I like those uh, griddle combos. Like, I, I do like the gas grill griddle combos. I think I've shown you some pictures of those. Those are pretty cool too. Yeah, are you just are you looking at Weber's or like what brand do you like? Uh, I like uh, Outdoor Gourmet is a good brand. Uh, Charbroil is a pretty decent brand as well. Uh, that's the brand I've had for a lot of times. I've also done Kenmore, which is a Sears brand of grills. Those are pretty good as well. But Weber is definitely probably the most reliable brand as far as gas grills are concerned. You do are you are gonna have to pay a little more though with the Weber. Like if you just want to, you know, a, a standard size three burner, you're probably gonna be looking at upwards of four hundred dollars. If you're wanting a four burner, you're probably gonna be paying closer to five hundred dollars, just depending on how how big you want the grill to be. And if you're planning on having you know cookouts with a lot of people, then you're probably gonna want a four burner. But a three burner is definitely will suffice for about four people. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, really excited about uh, us getting a grill. Um, when we move into the new place, we're going to have some, some outdoor space and mm. going to have some grill outs and all that stuff. So should be, should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. I know uh, Alex is thinking about a, getting a green egg himself, and I think that's probably a pretty good idea. You ready to spend almost $1,000, Alex, or more? Alex, you alive? Oh, well, he probably just went to the bathroom. So I guess, I guess we can keep talking. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep talking. But uh, another thing, uh, moving on from, uh, we'll come back, back to grills. But uh, also another thing is that we also have uh, smokers. And uh, I don't know if you're ever really thinking about stuff with smokers. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah, what else is new? <laughs> I know, I laugh all the time. Alex, can you hear us? I can indeed hear you. All right, All right. cool. So what were you saying, Jimmy? All right, so getting back, uh, we were talking about uh, electric smokers, flavors of wood that we like to use for different types of meat. So obviously, uh, most popular wood flavors that people like are oak, hickory, uh, mesquite, apple. Maybe some people like uh, pecan. Uh, my favorite flavors are oak, hickory, and applewood. Now, took my uh, Boston Butts, for example. I like to use a mixture of Jack Daniels oak wood, a little bit of hickory, and a little bit of apple wood. And I mix all three of those together to combine one awesome flavor that really penetrates the uh, Boston Butt meat really well, gives it a really good bark. And uh, that's an awesome flavor to me because hickory is uh, probably the most versatile, versatile choice you know, that you can use for smoking wood. It's used for all meats. Oak is um, it's more used for like pork and beef. And apple, 
is also pretty universal as well. But I like using apple with pork. I won't use apple with beef or chicken, but it's, it is really good with pork. But like I said, I like using a little mixture of apple, oak, and hickory. Now, if you're going to do like beef brisket, you need to go with mesquite because that's perfect. Or beef ribs, you need to go with mesquite wood. That's perfect. I don't like pecan wood. Pecan wood doesn't really add much flavor at all. It's kind of a sweet flavor with the with the uh, meat that you're smoking. And that's more of a Carolina style wood as well. And I guess it, it comes with the territory too. I'm just not into pecan wood. I tried it one time. I won't ever use it again. That's uh, quite a bit of info. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Hopefully, everybody, everybody got all that. You may have to go back and listen to the podcast again and, Google and bring bring back a uh, a notepad and and a pen. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll be able to get all that. <laughs> I'm not. Very... This is all just. It's all opinionated. Yeah. All I heard was was uh, the words that stood out to me were penetrating, but and wood. smoking wood. good wood. Yeah. Wood. wood. Yep. Yep. Don't have as much experience and as JB with those uh, those areas, but. Um, sounds great to me. Um, I'm about to. So yeah, I, I went to Ace Hardware, which I don't know how familiar you are with Big Green Eggs and buying one, but you can't just go to Home Depot and buy a Big Green Egg. They're not everywhere, so you have to go to specific dealers to find them. And Ace Hardware here sells them, but the one I went to today didn't sell the size I was looking for. But I went in there and asked them about it, and he told me how much it was. Now, JB, I think you said uh, how much it was. Uh, oh, like upwards of thousand dollars or around there or yeah just above or below a thousand depending on the size you get yeah so the grill the large grill which is what i think i want i could probably get away with medium uh, if i'm just cooking for two or three but if i want to like grow into the grill and not have to get another grill later in life i might get the large uh but the grill itself is around 850 now after but the problem is nothing is that's just the grill like you have to buy all these accessories that just don't come with the grill so there's I'm not sure how familiar you are with it, but there's something called the the bird's nest, which is not the grill, but like what is uh, carrying the grill. What's like with the, the, I guess the structure, the wheels that like transport the grill up and down wherever you're trying to put <laughs> Probably the best way to describe it. nest. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it is. That's like an extra $100 on top of the grill. And then you have to get, um, you have to get a, you don't have to get a plate, but like you should probably get a plate if you want to actually smoke the food so you can have the indirect heat. And that's like another 50 or $100. And then there's like a couple other things you have to get on top of that. So it gets closer to like $1,200 after all this stuff. And it's just, it kind of makes me mad that they just don't include it because it just makes sense that you're going to want all these things with it. But it, then they say it's separate, but then you pretty much have to buy it. So it's kind of frustrating. So I'm kind of rethinking if I want it or not, but I still think I do because it's kind of like a personal slash emotional investment when I picture yeah. myself smoking ribs or whatever kind of meat like for eight seven hours on a saturday watching football and just chilling and drinking beer sounds like a fun day <laughs> it does yeah. i will tell you this alex uh, if you're going to smoke a boston butt be prepared to smoke that for 12 hours minimum but most of the time it's going to take about 14 15 hours depending on how many pounds that yeah. boston butt is so that's why you do it overnight boston, yeah like i don't i don't smoke my boston butts overnight usually i actually just start in the morning and just have it smoke all day and then i'll eat it the next day because when you do smoke the butt the day before and then you know refrigerate it, it actually comes out even better than it was when it just came out of the smoker i think that's a matter of opinion yeah i would probably rather have it fresh but it gets <clears throat> it gets a little tricky um uh, with my specific living situation because i have a patio but it's not a huge patio and it's uh it's covered so you can't technically cook under the covered part um, so, cause it's a, it's a condo. It's not like a true separated house. <coughs> that. So I have to go out and I don't have a backyard. So I have to go out from the patio and then like, I have a little bit of sidewalk area that leads up to the patio that I can probably put it on, but you don't also don't want to put it just in the middle of the sidewalk where people are walking. Cause I feel like somebody's going to walk by it and like run into it or something like that. And there's a little bit of grass area in front of me. I could probably put it there, but I'll have to figure it out how it's going to work. But that's the one thing I'm kind of nervous about, especially if I'm going to cook something for you know, four, five, six, seven hours, whatever it would be, especially if it was a Boston butt for like 14 hours, like you were saying, JB, that's like a long time that um, it's going to be out in front of my uh, condo as opposed to in my backyard where I can like feel more secure and private. So Exactly. Yeah. And another thing about Boston butts is even after it's done, you still got to let it sit for about at least 30 minutes, but preferably an hour before you even start pulling the meat. So you let all the juices get back into the, yeah. uh, you know, 
you know, getting throughout the entire butt because if you peel it immediately, it's going to have some spaces where it's dry and other places where it's not. So, yeah, Boston butts, like, you just got to be really patient with them. But if you do ribs, uh, ribs are about – ribs is about six to seven hours. Yeah. So it's not nearly as bad. You can do ribs easily in one day and not have to do it overnight. But I don't do the Boston butts overnight because I like to keep adding wood chips to – because uh, in the the first, uh, I think, like seven or eight hours when you're smoking a butt, that's when it takes in the most smoke. So you definitely want to be able to be up and being able to keep adding wood to your smoker to really enhance the uh, smoke in the smoker in the chamber for it to get into the meat. Yeah, I was figured out, but um, I think I do want a smoker as opposed to just a gas grill because I would rather uh, smoke barbecue. With, with most, Mainly I'm thinking of ribs, and you, of course you have to buy the, like the rib rack which is separate from the bigger neck so yep that's just another thing too quite an investment i'm sure there's another smoker again for <clears> half the price but i'm kind of emotionally tied to bigger eggs but i'm still doing some research so I'll, I'll think about it but i think it's gonna be a next weekend purchase kind of like maybe y'all i don't know if you are next weekend soon but it's gonna be probably before before july for y'all right maybe june early june yeah probably early june or <laughs> mid to early june <laughs> yeah i was actually thinking um probably around father's day weekend that's when they really good deals for uh grills and stuff yeah there's i mean there's sales all the time though because there were sales this weekend too at Lowe's. yeah now. well i think like since summer's like cranking up i think th- like i know i've seen a lot of ads lately about girls being on sale and stuff like that yeah all right let's move on to the, the most important topic of the podcast which is uh conference scheduling and division breakup so um, I think, JB, you're the one who added this topic to begin with or wanted to talk about this. So why don't you uh, break this down, why this is important to you, and what, what's what's your key points that you're trying to make here? Yeah, with the non-conference games, uh, it's, there's definitely some pros and cons to it. Uh, the pros are, for us SEC fans, we're getting an extra conference game, and that's what we enjoy the most is having in-conference games. Uh, it's also going to get rid of probably that one cupcake game they usually get from the uh, non-conference games. So that'll leave three non-conference games, nine conference games. And the biggest issue will be is for some of the schools that are, that are already in the conference that have a rival uh, Power 5 opponent that's not in the SEC, namely schools like South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida that play their in-state rivals you know, during rivalry weekend. And also some schools like Florida and Georgia now that are trying to be aggressive and scheduling another Power 5 opponent along with their rival opponents and only playing one non-Power 5 school a year, which in it, it, in this instance that we have the nine, you know, conference games. So it's definitely going to make schedules a lot more tougher for these schools, and it's also going to it's going to harm some of these non-Power 5 schools like UCF or USF that are or Cincinnati or Memphis that are trying to play a Power 5 school every year, and some of these Power 5 schools may not want to play them. Like it's, there's definitely some cons in that, but I think having an extra conference game is better and more beneficial because we want these schools and the conference to play each other more. And adding that extra conference game, I think it'll be kind of like how it was when they see had 12 teams with the eight conference schedule. You'll be able to rotate every four years instead of rotating every, I think, what is it right now? Like eight to 10 years. Yeah. And it'll also kind of take away that, uh, you know, that second to last weekend of the season, it's always kind of boring. And then the second and third weeks of the season are also usually maybe kind of dull because you don't have those conference matchups. So it's going to add to that. It's going to make those weekends better. I think as a fan, it's going to, you know, you're going to get better matchups, more matchups you're going to want to watch. Um, as far as like from the SEC's perspective, though, one thing that you did mention is talk about like getting in the playoff, which hasn't really been an issue for uh, the SEC because Alabama. Uh, in Georgia as well. But, uh, you know, when you start playing non-conference games, it's one more opportunity for you to lose. Um, obviously, we know how difficult the SEC is. We talk about all the time, uh, the coaching, the talent, and everything. So adding one more conference game is going to make it a little bit harder to get into the playoff because you're going to have, you know, potential for an extra loss uh, in conference play. And just like you're saying, it's going to take away some of those really good, uh, you know, non-conference matchups, maybe some – uh, group of five teams like UCF and Memphis and whoever else going to take away some opportunities from them. And it's going to take away some opportunities from some division two schools and uh, stuff like that, who basically rely on being able to play uh, that pay get, to get that paycheck from that big school that they go play. 
every year. And that's going to fund like their entire athletic department for the whole year. A lot of times. So, you know, you have to think about that as well. It's, it's hurting a lot, but I think from a fan's perspective, mm-hmm. it's definitely good to go to non-conference games, but from the SEC's perspective, I'm not sure that they really need to, um, you know, to get into the playoff unless the NCAA, you know, mandates how many conference games you need to play, which I don't think they will. Um, I think they should probably just stay at eight. And uh, to me, I would rather just stay at eight and get rid of divisions and kind of do it that way instead of having non-conference games so you can play one more. But I do agree that, you know, like Georgia still hasn't played Texas A&M in football. And, you know, I know Missouri still hasn't been to Mississippi State since they joined the SEC. So, I mean, it's been like, you know, it's just weird that you'd be in the same conference and never play each other. Hold have you have you heard the argument? Uh, this is a big <laughs> argument you hear for um, people outside the SEC is that the SEC plays eight SEC games and they play one or two cupcakes on the schedule and two better like two true non-conference games that like one's a really good game and another one's like maybe a, a very winnable game. People will say that that you really never know how good that SEC is because they never really truly test themselves outside the conference. And if you add another conference game here, you're saying we're going to play nine conference games and three non-conference games. And one of those non-conference games is probably going to be a cupcake. Another one might be a winnable game. So you're going to have one true non-conference game that's a, you know, a true test. And then you'll never really know how good the SEC is because the SEC only plays the SEC as opposed to playing the Big Ten, the Pac-12, Big 12. Well, there's a few things. Number one, um, you can tell if someone's a good team or not, even if they just play SEC teams. I mean, like, it's, it's not yeah. – yeah. It's not like it's not like it's that difficult to tell. Um, but that being said, like I do, you know, I'm definitely for more out of conference games. And I think that a lot of the SEC teams, especially like the better ones. I mean, if you're going to knock on uh, SEC teams for not challenging themselves out of conference, it would be teams like Mississippi State and like Kentucky and, you know, maybe some some other teams like that that don't that don't schedule hard out of conference. It's not like Alabama plays you know, one really tough out of conference game every year. And we talk, you know, we already talked about South Carolina and Georgia LSU and Florida having their in-state rival. Yeah. LSU usually will play like one big game out of conference. So, I mean, you know, it's, at some point it's like, I mean, you know, yeah, you get three free wins a year. I mean, maybe that's too many, you know, but at the same time, it's not like no one in the SEC is playing other non-power five teams. Yeah. Um, and breaking up divisions, is this, this is just because we, we all want to see everybody play each other. But the only thing is, like, I guess what what would you propose? Um, I'm asking – I guess I'll stay with you, Holt. What would you propose as in breaking up the division? Because you still need to figure out a way to determine the conference championship game. So if you broke up the divisions, then you might have a chance where there's, like, three or four teams that are tied uh, with the same record. Right, yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's the risk you take. Um, obviously, you're still going to have – uh, your main rivals, like maybe there's two or three, maybe even four teams that you play every year and then everything else rotates. But yeah, I mean, I think it would just come down to like the top two teams at the end of the season, uh, the two best conference records. And, um, you know, I'm not really sure what the order tiebreak- is. Yeah, what the tiebreakers could be for all that and the kind of crazy situations there could be. You know, maybe there could be a season where, you know, I, I'm i not a math person. I'm sure there's someone out there uh, listening, yelling into the radio when I when I say this, but maybe mathematically there could be a way where there's three undefeated teams in the SEC. I'm not sure if that, that would be possible or not, but I'm sure that there could be a, a way for there to be three or four one-loss teams or maybe, uh, you know, there's a three-way tie for like second place or something like that. And, you know, situations like that, you know, would obviously be really difficult. And I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, Maybe I just haven't thought it like all the way through, but uh, I mean, I just feel like that would be better still than divisions just because then you'd be playing everyone in conference over the course of like a four year span. Cause I mean, I feel like if you're like, if you're uh, playing in a school, I feel like you should play everyone in the conference at least once, like while you're there, you know what I mean? Like if you're there for four years, you should or in your conference at least once. Yeah. JB, what non-traditional division matchup, would you want to see in the SEC that just teams that don't play each other every year that you would want not necessarily to see play every year, but you would at least enjoy watching the play at least once every now and then? Well, I definitely think that applies to Auburn. Uh, Auburn to me is more of an SEC East team that has more natural rivals in the East than it does in the West. Uh, 
I would love to see Auburn and Florida play more often. I'd love to see Auburn and Tennessee play more. Uh, you know, the crazy fact is that the closest school to Florida in the SEC is, in fact, Auburn. And they don't ever play each other hardly at all now with this new scheduling format. And, of course, they're now going to finally play each other this year. But I would love to see uh, Florida and Auburn and, and Auburn and Tennessee uh, get more games. And I guess another one I'd like to see would be um, – I think the other one, oh, Alabama, Georgia. I mean, that would be another one too. That, of course, with that rivalry now, just jump starting with Kirby Smart, Nick Saban. I think I'd like to see that a lot more too. So yeah, I'm definitely all for getting rid of divisions. I think the way the Big Twelve does it, of course, it's a smaller conference, less teams. But the way the Big Twelve does it with no divisions, it's allowing everyone to play each other more. And I think it it would benefit the SEC to get rid of the divisions and just give the schools more opportunities to play each other more. It would be. Every few years you might play someone, but maybe you can have a format to where you have a couple of permanent opponents and then just rotate with another group of teams. Yeah. Oh, are you ready to get rid of the Mississippi State-Kentucky game every year? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know why that's important. I don't think uh, Kentucky fans really care either. Um, I think it's just kind of like a, one of those games where it's like we're just kind of forced to play each other, kind of like Texas A&M and South Carolina is the other one where it's just kind of like this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's all right. Um, you know, I mean, we'll keep playing Kentucky, I guess. But, uh, you know, it'd be cool to be able to, to go to Athens a little bit more often. It'd be cool to be able to go to Gainesville a little bit more often. You know, uh, you know, obviously, Mississippi State's playing Tennessee this year. That would be cool. But, you know, it'd just be cool to, uh, to go to some new places and play in some new venues that we usually don't get to play in. Do you all want to go to another SEC game this year besides the Mississippi State-Tennessee game? I mean, want to, yeah. It's just hard to find a good weekend. I mean, I really want to go to Baton Rouge, but it just seems like every weekend that they're home, is there's something else big going on. Yeah. Uh, JB, where do you stand on big games and wanting to go to them versus wanting to stay at home and watch all the games on TV? It's really a, a tough battle for me because I like watching all the games. I hate missing games, but I also want to experience the big games, you know, in other venues too. I do want to go to Baton Rouge. That's – Top my bucket list, especially in the SEC, to go visit. Uh, but it, it's really like Holt said; it's gonna. It depends on weekends. Uh, of course, I get I get to go to. I've been to a bunch of games in Oxford, and I love the Grove. I like the atmosphere there. But this, the game atmosphere at Vaught Hemingway is near the bottom of the list in the SEC as far as venues are concerned. With no offense taken for Ole Miss fans, but Vaught Hemingway is not that much of a special place. Although the Grove is extremely special. But I do want to visit more venues. It's just – it's all about just timing, too. Like, I mean, Holt's got his team. He's got Mississippi State. He wants to watch State play. If State's playing a big opponent that day, he's not going to want to go to another neutral game in the SEC and watch that play when he can watch his team play. I don't want to go see, let's say, LSU play Auburn when Tennessee might be playing Florida or Georgia that day. I mean, I, that would be completely missing it for me. So, it's, like Holt says, it's a big balance. Yeah, I'm actually looking at LSU schedule right now. Uh, that LSU-Auburn game looks good in the LSU-Florida game. The Florida game, I think, is the same week as the Mississippi State-Tennessee game, so that's a no. But the Auburn is October 26th, and Tennessee's playing South Carolina, and Tennessee-Mississippi State's playing. No can uh, do for me. Not that weekend. South Carolina? No, I, I'm saying I can't do anything that weekend. I – my girl, You're going to a wedding that weekend? Yeah, my girlfriend is actually going to be proud of me for saying this, but unfortunately I have to attend a wedding that day. So, oh, assuming, would, assuming she doesn't – never mind. I would never think I'd see the day where you would say no to football over a wedding. Well, I've already got it all plotted out that I will have a phone with me and I will be watching all the games on my phone on silent during the wedding. Hey, hold, how much do you think JB will do that thing where he acts like he's listening to you, but he's not listening to a single damn word you're saying? Uh, well, I mean, he always does that, so. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's Probably true. Probably a lot. I guess that's true. Uh, the real question is, are you going to be uh, alone in the bathroom this time, like you were for the App State game a few years ago? I mean, depending on how the game is going, uh, I mean, I had, to lock <laughs> I, had to, I had to lock myself in the bathroom because I was expecting that game to you know, be a comfortable game. Instead, I'm locking myself in the bathroom for the entire fourth quarter in overtime. Like, it was one of the many joys, One of the many joys of Butch Jones era at Tennessee. It was. The game that should not have been close, but was an absolute nail-biter. 
this the, the the difference this time is you have a girlfriend so like i don't know how that would work out if you like locked yourself in the bathroom but man i really got to go i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i'll come up with something you, you're gonna come up with something well hopefully uh tennessee south carolina play early that day <clears throat> maybe like in a the noon like the nooner the dreaded nooner with sec network nooner. and then i yeah. can just uh go to the wedding that night and i have to worry about it yeah um i'm going to a wedding at the end of september september i guess that'd be 28th so um i i feel like i just i can't get away from weddings weddings to me are a lot of fun i of course would rather be in the summer spring than the fall like you both of you but i still think they're fun regardless um but it is what it is um however it is probably maybe time for what hole Rapid fire. You damn right. And if my memory is correct, I believe Holt Smash is on the hot seat tonight. I think, I think that's right. I think Holt said he had a he had a what was it a, a backache from what Holt? From carrying this segment on my back. Yeah. I'm like the only person who cares about it. I, I like I ask like all these good questions, and then you guys just have like. I'll have like fifteen like really good questions, and then y'all will have like like three each that are just like very average to below average questions. So, yeah, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of tired of carrying the segment on my back. I just kind of wish that y'all were as, as excited about this as I am. Yeah, well, I do have some good questions for y'all that I did actually believe it or not, I googled, um, and I think you'd be like, "What the hell, man? This makes me think too much. I hate these questions." <laughs> but um, well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, JB, you got some questions as well? I do. I've got a list of 10 questions for Holt. Okay. Nice. Um, go ahead and start, <laughs> JB, and I'll, I'll start what I'm into. Okay. All right. So, Holt, you ready? Hey, JB, let's, born ready. Let, let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. You ask a question, I'll ask a question. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll do it this way. I like it that way. And we also, we should also get like some background music, like one time. What? I think, like, just play something soft kind of in the background. I can, but, I can work on it. I can work on it. I don't know. What, All right. uh, just don't do anything that, that might be trademarked because I don't want to get. I want to, us to get flagged and get sued by somebody. Yeah. I don't know. You want to play some like Starbucks music? Elevator music. Coffee house music. <laughs> I, can, I can hear you typing. I can hear him typing oh, yeah. too. Hey, well, that's, the, that's the technician in the background. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the producer. I mean, we are recording on a computer. Right. So, I mean, you, you got to have the computer in front of you for this. Yeah, here we go. Oh, 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 we have to wait in six seconds. Our our uh, rabbit fire segment is brought by Rich Crackers. <laughs> All right, I lo- I do love some Rich Crackers though. Okay. I gotta say, can you hear it? Okay, a little bit. It's it's turned up just a little bit. Up. That's good. That's good. All right. All right. All right. Holt, you ready? You were born ready, right? Born ready. All right. Favorite Kenny Chesney song. Uh, El Cerrito Place. Holt, what was the last song you listened to on your iPod or your iPhone, I guess? Uh, goodness. Uh, you know, actually, it was Dust on a Bottle. Are you joking? True story. Um, that's serious. Because I, I listened to music when I was in the shower, and it came on when I was uh, when I was finishing up, when I was drying off. Great song. Last song. Great song, as to. always. Of course. Okay, Holt, uh, would you – this is a, this or that question. Would you rather have a sports car like a Corvette, Viper, or a Mustang or a fully loaded, jacked-up truck? Take the truck, baby. If you could be from any other decade or era, which would it be? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, you know, I've always thought that, like, growing up in, like, the, the, like the late 70s, early 80s would be really cool. I guess just that's – that's when, like, my parents were growing up. Yeah. But that was, like, right when TV, like, you know, first started getting popular. And, like, I don't know. I just bet that was pretty cool. And they got to see, like, the, the internet come through. And I, I just feel like, like, when they talk, like, about their childhood, like, they didn't have, like, smartphones or anything like that, obviously. And they had to, like, call each other. And you know, it seemed like just, like, a simpler time. And, you know, you didn't have to worry about girls texting you all the time. You could just, you know, once you're away from them, you don't have to worry about talking to them. So. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay, Holt. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, nothing. nothing. All right, Holt. Go ahead, Holt. Get so, uh, what? Tell me, Holt. Uh, what is your favorite non-fire <laughs> smell? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. 
Tell me, Hulk. <laughs> I sound very. So like I'm in a. I'm at like the therapist right now. Like. Yeah, I know. It sounds very formal. We do have the right music for it. We do. We do. <laughs> All right, Holt. So I know you're a big. You you do like Mississippi State. You're a Mississippi State grad. But what would your favorite non-SEC Power Five school be? Uh, I'd say Penn State. That's fair. All right, I just Holt. think they're. I just think they're really cool. Like they just. I love their jerseys. I love the wideouts. I just think they're really unique and just it seems like a really cool place or fun to root for. All right, Holt. Tell me, Holt. Here you go, Holt. <laughs> Who would play you in the movie of your life? Uh, Danny McBride. <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> Although he is, he's a good bit <laughs> he's a good bit older than me, but I still I still would go with him. Shoot, I don't even know if I should even ask this next one, but uh, what's your favorite actor, Holt? uh well i'm gonna i'll I'll go a different one i'll say uh this is more of a serious answer but i'll say uh timothy oliphant i just think he's an amazing actor i think he plays a lot of different roles really well i love that show justified i love that show santa clear to diet he's been in some movies that i really like i just think he's a a really good actor r.i.p to santa clear to diet sorry Uh, miss cam i know you really like that show too just like me and holt did uh, I was talking about the actor for a second. I was like, that's up. No, no, no. The TV show got canceled. A little too soon for me. But y'all, y'all should go watch it on Netflix. Santa Clarita Diet is really funny. It is funny. And there's only three seasons of it. And the episodes are only like 30 minutes long, so you can like fly yeah. through them. But it's, it's a really good show. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, when people talk over me. I don't like when people talk Ooh, over me. Man, that's, that's a direct fire at JB there. Oh yeah, just only me, Alex. Yeah, I appreciate that. I like I'm I'm just only well, I'm trying to talk over people. I'm trying to talk over them too. <laughs> okay, Holt. And I'm I'm kind of soft spoken too, so like uh, I think it's just really easy to talk over me, and I just I don't know I don't really like it. All right, this was this was, this one's gonna be kind of an inside joke kind of question, I guess. But uh, I'll I'll explain it to people. So we have two we have two restaurants in Memphis that people absolutely love, or no no not people absolutely love the people being Alex and Holt and our other friend Dalton, and this really applies for, especially to Holt I would say, but Holt uh, between these two which one would you pick if you could only choose one would you choose Central Barbecue Nacho Fries or Happy Mexicans Margarita Special. Oh my god! You're like it's like asking me to pick between my children. Uh, I'd have to go with um, I'd have to go with Central's uh, barbecue fries only because I feel like a lot of Mexican places you can probably get them to make the margarita special. They just don't have it like on their menu. Yeah, and uh, I do think have Mexican is is really good and very uh, underrated. Um, but you know, just like we always say, you kind of have to go uh, during business hours. You don't want to be going. Uh, club hours and we're going at night because it, it definitely will turn into a nightclub real quick if you're not careful if your apartment slash house is on fire what two things would you run back to get uh my playstation <laughs> and i guess what else do you need <laughs> uh yeah, i was about to say i don't need anything else today. maybe uh <laughs> yeah i'd probably grab uh, probably like one of my favorite shirts because I'm I'm running low on shirts that fit me nowadays. <laughs> so I only have a few of them that, is that like, a, really wait, fit me. Is that a good either. thing or a bad thing? Uh, I mean, I think it's a good thing. Your the shirts getting too too big for you. Yeah, yeah. All my clothes are getting too big for me because I've been losing some weight. There you go. Very good. I'm very happy for you, Holt. All right, Holt. Thank so you. I know I know you have Netflix, Holt. I can't wait for you to. Uh, I, I was gonna say I can't wait for us to move in together and you to force all your bad habits on me, and I'm just going to blow up to like 400 pounds. We can't yeah. see. I've actually been a little bit more disciplined but, in the last month. But moving on, uh, I, I, know, <laughs> I, know, I know, except for yeah. this past weekend yesterday when I was an absolute fat ass. But all right, moving on, Holt. You are a Netflix fan. I know you have Netflix. So uh, let me ask you this. Have you seen Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile? And if so, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate it? Unfortunately, I have not seen it. It is on my list, but I've not watched it yet. So I apologize. What? But I do want to watch it. What is the last show you watched on Netflix? Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. Okay, that was too easy. Uh, I'm gonna keep going here for a second. If you if you were 
if <laughs> this, this is from Google, so bear with me here. If you, if you weren't in the magazine industry, what would you be doing? If I wasn't in the magazine industry, what would I be doing? Yeah. Um, the newspaper industry. If you if you were in a magazine hole, what magazine would you be in? Sports. Uh, <laughs> Playgirl. Playgirl. <laughs> R.I.P. Hugh. Okay. Um, go ahead, Jamie. Okay, I figured it's my turn. All right. Holt, what is your number one place in the world on your bucket list and why? Uh, you know, I've always really wanted to go to Australia. Um, I just think it looks really cool and I wouldn't have to learn a new language. And, uh, I, you know, I could obviously communicate with everybody and, you know, I'd, they have a bunch of really cool animals over there and it just looks like kind of a fun place. I've just always kind of wanted to, to take a, take a trip out back. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been to Australia, but I've actually heard it's pretty dirty. So I don't know about that, but I'm sure it's fun. So, um, people also say that about New Orleans though. Uh, they ain't lying. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words, Holt. <laughs> Sounds really deep here. Well, I'm not going to say the. I'm not. I'm not going to say the first thing that popped in my head. Uh, <laughs> but I'll. I'll just say. Uh, on a quiet, hungry, and. Uh, I don't know what the third word should be. That's pretty much it. Just quiet and hungry. Quiet and hungry. That's three words. Okay, I think I know. With other... <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, I'm going to gather myself here. All right, Holt. So you know we so in do. the world, you know, we have a lot of exotic foods. Like Anthony Bourdain, you know, is notorious for trying exotic foods. <clears throat> so, stay in America, I'm going to send you on a road trip into West Texas. And when you go to West Texas, someone is going to offer you rattlesnake. Are you going to be willing to try it? Like to eat yes. it? Eat rattlesnake. Yeah, yeah. Of course I would. I'll eat anything once. If you were to eat a specific part of the rattlesnake, what part would you eat? Uh, I'd have to say his knee. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I think I'm. And what's and what's for dessert? <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> I think I'm out of rapid fire questions. Although it was hmm. rather slow questions. Okay. Um, I'm out, James. All right, I got a couple more. Uh, my. Next to last one here is Luke Bryan country music. I mean, that's kind of a weird uh, country music has like changed so much. Like, I mean, I guess I would still consider him country, but like, you know, not just not good, <laughs> just not good country. Like, I remember when I first moved to Chicago, uh, I told people I like country music, and they were like, Oh, you like Taylor Swift? And I was like, What? But I like I would definitely consider Luke Bryan more country than like, you know, someone like that. I mean, I do think he's technically modern day country, but I just don't think he's very good. Oh, do you like Old Town Road? Who's that? Oh, you haven't heard it? No, 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 no. It's not a group. It's a song. So you haven't heard. Maybe you've heard it, but it's oh, it's a Luke Bryan song. No, no, it's uh, just just look it up. Look it up and get back to me because. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably heard it. I probably heard it. I just don't know what it's, it's, what it's called. It's, or a, um, it's actually like a rapper. I, I mean, I guess he's a rapper. I don't know. I think he's trying to be a rapper, but he he sang a country song. It's the one with the um, with Molly, not Molly Cyrus. Molly Cyrus's dad, Billy Ray. I think I've heard it. I okay. think I know what you're talking about. You, you should if you've been out. Which I don't know if you've been out in the past month, but if you've been out, you should you should have heard it somewhere. All right, well, I got one more here for you. Not really a big time question, but I mean, just something to ask. What is your favorite mixed drink? You know, I'm a big fan of uh, Makers and Coke. I think Makers and Coke is a really good, uh, good mixed drink. I like that. Not bad. That's all I have for uh, Rapid Fire on my end. But I, I'll, I'll also have to give a shout out to Bourbon and Sprite. Bourbon and Sprite goes together really good, I think. Do you feel like you're going to die if you drink Red Bull and vodka like oh, it's a Four loco? I mean, not die, but make a lot of really bad decisions. Yeah. I think um, I don't know if I told y'all, but the first time, one of the first times I drank, I drank two four locos back to back, and I felt I don't know what crack feels like, but I think that's what crack feels like. Because like I was like I was like popping off. Shout out to four locos. I was I was and that was before they changed like the recipe to where it's like a little bit safer now. 
I was popping off, yeah. though. I was, like, doing the worm out and about. Wish I could have been there. I remember, because uh, it was, like, when we were already a couple years into college, I think, and uh, you said something to me about, like, getting drunk, and I was like, what? You? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were drinking? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, times times have changed. Times have changed. Um, I do enjoy drinking every now and then now. Oh. And by every now and then, you mean Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night? <laughs> Have you seen the Have you seen the Stone Cold clip where he's like, "We're gonna drink some beer, tequila, beer, tequila, more beer." <laughs> Can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! All right, I think that concludes our short podcast. Oh well, but um, it was it wasn't the best, but we're we're excited for what's in the future. What is on the future hold for our podcast? Well, of course, we got our previews coming up starting in the next month or two. So uh, that'll be really exciting. We'll start breaking down every every team will get their own podcast. So your favorite team, we're going to spend like 45 minutes to an hour breaking down their schedule and talking about expectations and all that stuff. And then, you know, next week, you know, and the week after that, you know, we kind of like to keep it, uh, keep it loose this time of year and just uh, kind of just go with whatever we feel like talking about. But uh, if you guys have any suggestions you want to hear about, then uh, just tweet at yeah. us. And if you have any rapid fire questions, you can tweet those at us or email those t- to us at, uh, G, uh, what is it? SEC Slowsbook to gmail.com or you can tweet those at us. So just whatever. whatever and another thing I like to add. It's your world. We're another thing I like to add for Holt and I is that with Holt and I now moving in together, uh, we're also uh, building a little studio in our uh, home that we're going to be having together. So we're going to have some better content for you guys and some better quality. And we're really excited about that. And unfortunately, Alex won't be a part of the studio most of the time. But, uh, you know, we're able to. Bring these podcasts to you and all the people that, that listen to us. But it's gonna, we're really excited about the content we're bringing up starting this summer, especially going into the fall with the uh, 2019 football season. I, and Alex I, is going to come visit the, the bro pad at some point. I know. Yeah, for sure. At least twice during the football season. Um, I'm actually excited, though. I, this is the first time I've heard of that, but I'm. I'm excited just for this upcoming podcast season in general because this is uh, our second second time around at this. I feel like we're uh, got a year of experience under our belt, and we can we can do this thing a little bit better, especially if we get a little bit of more quality uh, equipment. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll work on it. But until next time, peace out. Thanks for tuning in to another outstanding episode of the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. Be sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SEC Slow Smoked. Spread the good word on this podcast like the chili and cheese on your fries. If you like this podcast, tell a friend because there's plenty to go around. Oh, yeah.